Welcome to A Cowgirl and Her Horse, a weekly podcast aimed at helping you become strong in the saddle. What does it mean to be strong in the saddle? It means showing up for your horse, both physically and mentally, as the strongest and best version of you. It means feeling confident, both in and out of the arena. It means feeling secure in your ability to ride and move with your horse in the most optimal way possible. If you're looking to maximize your experience with your horse, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Katrina, and now let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. Before we get rolling, I have a favor to ask. If you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. It lets Apple Podcasts know that you enjoy this episode, which helps to spread the podcast to others who might enjoy it as well. And just a reminder that this podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace, professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided on this episode or any other episode of the podcast is solely at your own risk. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. Before we get rolling into the actual content of today's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that today is my birthday. It's actually my 30th birthday. I don't really know how I feel about turning 30. Part of me is kind of grumpy because there are some things that I haven't done yet in my life that 10 years ago I thought I would have by the time I got here. But I also acknowledge that 30 isn't old. Assuming God allows it, I have many, many years yet to achieve all the things that I want to. A great part about turning 30 is that I feel like I know so much more now about how the world operates. Of course, there are a million things that I don't know, but I feel like I am more confident in myself now because I've been through some things, figured some things out, and I've seen it through to the other side. It's just life experience, I guess. The more experience you get, the less big of a deal things seem. You don't sweat the small stuff as much. At least, that's theory anyways. Going into this decade, I do have a lot of goals in mind that I want to achieve. I want to keep rolling with my horses. I hope to progress in my career as an accountant. And I also just want to be able to experience the fun things in life with my husband and family. Anywho, that's enough about me. Let's get into today's topic. I started a new workout program recently. I was super excited for the first workout of the program. It's always nice to try something fresh and new, 
especially since I had been doing my prior program for quite some time. The new program wasn't a huge change from what I was doing before. It's still a strength training, weightlifting based program, but there were definitely some changes. My old program was an upper lower split, meaning that I would do upper body on Monday, lower body on Tuesday, have Wednesday off and then repeat Thursday and Friday with the upper and lower body splits and then have the weekend off. This new routine has me working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday and doing full body workouts each time. My old program fluctuated with the rep range I was working in, ranging from anywhere between doing six reps per set to 12 reps per set. This new program in the first week as a way of breaking me into the exercises has me doing between 15 and 20 reps per set. And of course, the exercises that I'm actually doing are a bit different than what I had done in my prior program as well. Anyways, what I'm getting at here is that I was super sore after that first workout. I pushed it super hard and it was a bunch of stimulus that my body was not used to. The result, I was sore. The soreness started the afternoon after that morning workout and then it progressively got worse overnight. And for the next couple of days, I was sore. Going into my workout two days later, my lower body was still sore, which definitely isn't ideal. This soreness also had an impact on my riding. My legs were largely what was sore. Those muscles are used when you ride, which means that I wasn't as effective with my legs as I could have been those few rides after that workout. And that's definitely not ideal when my gelding tends to be behind the leg at the best of times. I need all the leg I can get. So as I've noted time and time again, if you want to get strong in the saddle, then prioritizing your riding should be your main concern. In this case, I made an error and my workout, or should I say the result of my workout, got in the way of my riding and held it back for a few days. The hope is that I will come back stronger after this workout, but in the meantime, I struggled a bit. I will say that yes, you should anticipate that when starting a new workout that you will be sore until your body kind of acclimatizes. However, I probably overdid it and my riding performance suffered as a result. I'm sure you have all experienced that feeling at some point or another. You overdo a workout and then you're sore for days. Maybe you've even experienced it with your riding. Maybe you took a break from riding over winter and then you come back in the spring and you end up getting sore after your first ride back. Your legs are sore, maybe your back is sore, and it takes a bit for you to get back into the swing of things when it comes to your riding. This is the exact same thing that you experience from working out. First off, I want to say that all of this is normal. 
getting sore after a new experience, such as a new workout or after riding your horse for the first time after a while of being off, or even just getting sore after riding your horse more aggressively or longer than you're used to, those are all completely normal responses from your body. The most commonly referred term to describe this is DOMS, D-O-M-S, which is an acronym that stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. And while DOMS is a normal and common experience, it's not very well understood. There are several hypothesized reasons why you might get sore. It could be from lactic acid buildup, it could be from muscle damage or connective tissue damage, it could be from inflammation. No one is really 100% sure, and I'm sure what causes a soreness can vary depending on the exercise that you did. Uh, For example, I wonder if the source of soreness from strength training is the same as the soreness that you would experience from going for a run after a long period of not running. So while DOMS is completely normal, it can be an issue. DOMS can negatively impact your athletic performance. As I noted above, I wasn't able to ride as well in the the days after that intense workout. It can reduce your range of motion, probably because it feels stiff and sore to move through that full range of motion. I know that was definitely the case for me. There was no way I would have been able to touch my toes with my legs straight without experiencing some discomfort in the backs of my legs. If the soreness is particularly bad, it might even impact your motor patterns. You might move in a different way to avoid feeling discomfort. And that can put you at risk for further injury because now you're moving in a compromised way. And before we go any further, I do want to link this to horses. So horses can experience DOMS as well. If you have a horse that has been a pasture ornament all winter and the only activity that he's gotten for the past four months is walking between his hay pile and the water trough, then he's probably going to have a pretty hard time when you saddle him up for those first few rides back. Unfortunately, horses are pretty stoic animals, meaning that they don't really show us when they are in pain or experiencing discomfort until it becomes unbearable. And this is why it is so, so important to take things extremely slow when you are bringing a horse back into training after a period off, whether that be due to something like weather or maybe they were off because of an injury. So when bringing any horse back into work, you need to go slow. You need to go so slow, in fact, that those first initial rides are going to be just walking. No trotting, no loping. They need to get accustomed just to having someone on their back again, which is work in itself when you're not used to it. And then you can gradually build up their fitness from there. Going that slow minimizes any DOMS that the horse may experience. 
Um, if you don't take that conditioning process slow, there's a few things that can happen to your horse. Um, obviously, he could get sore, just like I did. They'll be sore after those rides and likely sore for a few days after, which means that by the time your next ride comes around, they're still going to be sore. Like me, they may not perform as well because of that. Their range of motion might be restricted and they might just not feel good overall because they're sore. Um, in particular, on the range of motion side of things, if your horse doesn't have full range of motion, they aren't going to be able to perform a lot of maneuvers. Even just bringing their hind legs forward and rounding their back to be collected is going to be a struggle, which is going to make every other maneuver a struggle. Um, if your horse is really sore because you didn't take things slow, they might start moving differently as a way to avoid the pain. And this can set them up for injury since they are now moving in a way that they aren't supposed to be. And if they move this way long enough, it becomes a habit. You can actually ingrain that incorrect movement pattern into your horse, which can lead to all sorts of issues, including, again, increased risk injury, further soreness, and all those things, because now they're putting strain on their body in a way that it wasn't meant for. It's all a bit of a mess, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. You aren't setting your horse up for success, and you might actually be putting him further behind if he ends up getting injured. Moral of the story, be mindful and take it very gradual when bringing a horse back into work after, after a time period off. As horse people, I'm sure for most of you, that all makes sense. If you didn't know about the whole take conditioning slow thing, then I'm glad I've brought that to your attention. If you don't learn anything else today, please remember to be gentle and careful with your horse. They can't tell us when they are sore. So it's up to us to pay super close attention to them and to go about their conditioning in an intelligent and thoughtful manner. And the same holds true when it comes to us as humans and as their riders. We're made up of the same things as our horses, bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons, and a lot of how our horses operate and respond to training is the exact same way that we operate and respond to training. If you're starting a new workout program, it's kind of like bringing yourself out from a long winter in the pasture and saddling up for the first time. You're a bit deconditioned and the first little bit of the program is probably going to be a little rough for you. And that is why many training programs start off with a deload week. The purpose of a deload week is to give you a break from a prior week, especially if your prior weeks were pretty intense, and to establish the movement patterns for coming weeks by getting you to go through the movements at a slightly lower level of intensity. In this way, a deload prepares you for the movements which will help to minimize or potentially even avoid DOMS. 
I do want to say one thing here, though. Soreness isn't something to be avoided completely. A bit of soreness is okay and actually potentially even a good sign as it indicates that you are pushing yourself in your workouts. The problem arises when you are severely sore and cannot properly recover in time for your next workout. That's a problem because it is holding you back in terms of your workouts and it is likely also impacting your other physical activities like your riding like it did for me. As you get more and more conditioned and as you get more and more used to the program that you're doing, soreness will generally come down. Highly trained individuals, for as hard as they train, can often go very long stretches of time because their bodies are so conditioned and are able to deal with the stimulus of what you might consider an incredibly hard workout. So you know briefly what DOMS is and you know why you might end up too sore to even sit down. (laughs) So how do you prevent it or at least minimize it so it doesn't, one, impact your riding and two, impact your future workouts? Of course, I've already noted that you should be careful when first getting into a new workout program or when you start working out after an extended period of time off. But there are other things that you can do beyond that. One of the best things you can do is to make sure that you do a proper warm-up and a proper cool-down before and after your workouts and even before and after your rides. I did an episode recently about proper warm-up, so be sure to check that out because that can definitely help you out. Making sure you do a proper cool-down as well. This might involve doing some dynamic stretches on the muscles, that sort of thing. Once you've done that, you can do static stretches. Um, Ensuring you have proper nutrition post-workout or post-ride and making sure that you get plenty of water will also help a lot. If you sweated quite a bit in your workouts, uh, you may want to consider some sort of sports drink that is fortified with electrolytes. Not having enough sodium and potassium in the correct ratios and quantities can have an impact on soreness. If you didn't sweat a bunch and your workout wasn't much beyond an hour long, you probably don't need to worry about electrolytes, but just make sure that your meals surrounding your workouts are, you know, get getting all your bases covered. You could salt your food a bit to make sure you're getting your sodium, eat a banana for the potassium, good to go. But what if you're in the same boat as me and you've overdone your workout or your ride and now you're sore? First off, don't beat yourself up. Your job now is to get the soreness to resolve as soon as possible so that you can move on, get stronger, and continue on your path to getting strong in the saddle. The classic Epsom salt bath is a great place to start. I'm not a fan of baths. I can't remember the last time I had a bath. They just kind of gross me out. So, uh, but that can definitely help. You can also try taking a hot shower as well. Um, Some people also advocate for cold therapy, like sitting in a chest freezer full of ice and cold water. 
I'm not super familiar on the science behind how that works, so I'm not going to dig into that here. Um, but yeah, I hate the cold, the cold, so not an option for me either. Um, yeah, making sure you in the hours, days following, getting your nutrition and hydration in is key. Carbs are going to be important, as are all your vitamins and minerals. So make sure you're getting a good mix of fruits and vegetables. Drink your water. You know, that's good advice regardless of what you have going on. And as I noted, the more conditions you get, the more used to the activity you get, the less often you're going to get sore, even if you do start increasing stimulus and intensity. Um, Just stay consistent. You'll get stronger and stronger and better and better. If worse comes to worse, you may just need to take an extra day or two off. Um, You might even have to train through a little bit of stiffness. Just remember to leave at least 48 hours between training the same muscle group. So if you did legs on Monday, the earliest you could train them is Wednesday. Um, So yeah. Um, You might even actually find that doing something active just in general can help with DOMS like going for a walk, uh, riding a bike, just something that gets the blood and oxygen flowing to those sore areas that can actually do a lot to help the situation. But with all that being said, sometimes you just, your workout was too hard and you have to pay the consequence of waiting longer than you would have liked to, to work out again and potentially having less than ideal rides until you feel a hundred percent again. As you get more and more familiar with your body and what it can handle, you will be in a better position to judge how much you can handle without overdoing it. So before we wrap up for today, I also wanted to talk about the Better for Barrel Racing challenge that starts today. Better for Barrel Racing is going to be a weekly challenge where we do things to improve ourselves for our horses so that when we do get back to our horses, we are better than ever. I was inspired to do this because of my own predicament at the moment. As of right now, I am chomping on the bit to get back into barrel racing. However, Junior is pretty much retired now and I don't have the time or money just yet to buy a new horse. In the meantime, my plan is to work on everything else that I can to ensure that I am 100% prepared when I finally do get that new horse. So for the first week of Better for Barrel Racing, I want you to identify where you need to get better. There are so many things that we can consider here. Uh, Physical fitness, and you can get specific here. Do you need to get stronger? Do you need to up your cardio fitness? Do you need to work on eating better? Maybe prioritizing sleep? Um, Maybe it's the mental side of things that you need to work on. That could be self-confidence, could be showtime jitters. Where do you need to get grittier and more resilient? Or maybe you need to work on your horse knowledge. That could be in terms of horse health care, caring for the performance horse, learning about proper equine nutrition. Maybe you need to get a hold of your finances. If you lack funds and that's preventing you from fulfilling your barrel racing dreams, maybe you need to work on that. 
those are just a few ideas, but hopefully you get the idea. So many areas of our lives that are seemingly not connected to our horses or to barrel racing very much so impact what happens during those 13 seconds that we're in the competition arena. And as we roll into fall and winter, as rodeos and other events wind down for the season, now is a really good time to sit down and ask yourself how you can be better for barrel racing. What can you do today and in the coming weeks and months to ensure that you will be better for barrel racing? And even if you aren't taking a break away from barrel racing, you can still do this. While you are actively still in the barrel racing world, where can you improve? What is going to take your riding and your barrel racing to the next level? And on the flip side, even if you don't have a horse and you're not in the barrel racing world, but you would like to be, where can you start improving so that when you do dip a toe into this world, that you'll have the best experience possible? That is your challenge for this week. What do you need to focus on to be better for barrel racing? Let me know on social media. I will be posting a template that you can fill in and repost so that we can all see how you're committing to becoming better for barrel racing. And with that, that is it for this week's episode. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Strong in the Saddle. And until next time, remember, it's always a good day to ride.